Everybody has them. Everyone who ever was, everyone who ever will be, everyone. From the first people right up until current time, everybody has them. Every parent, every child, every teacher, student, boss, employee, everybody. They may be natural. They may be common sense. They may be unspoken or unwritten. They may be carved in stone. But they're always there, and for the most part, people accept them. So what are they? Well, they're rules, of course. And uh, rules, if not followed, always have consequences. So that'll be my topic today, rules and consequences. We all know the account of the creation. How in the beginning God created um, the earth and all that's in it, and then made Adam and um, put him in there to tend his garden. And uh, you can find this in Genesis, the second chapter. And if I read it correctly, this uh, was while Adam was still alone. God gave him the first rule. Uh, and that rule is in Genesis, uh, the second chapter, the 16th through the 17th verse, where we can read, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Eve didn't come into the picture for another, not until down the 22nd verse or so. But... Um, that was probably the first rule. And then along came, uh, he created Eve a little while later, and the, she listened to the serpent, and he convinced her, and then she convinced Adam that the fruit was good, and so they should share it, and they did. What happened? Well, God kicked them out. He, uh, here they are in this beautiful garden, all they could ever want, uh, and um, they broke the rule, and God said, no. You get out. And they had to leave that wonderful garden. And they had to go out and work hard, growing their own food. And uh, women had uh, increased uh, childbearing pain. Yes, sir. These are consequences. So, it might be a good time for a definition, mainly because that's my next two slides. Uh, a rule. Uh, defined by Cambridge Dictionary as a noun, is an accepted principle or instruction that states the way things are or should be done and tells you what you are allowed or not allowed to do. A consequence is a result of a particular action or situation, often one that is bad or not convenient. Synonyms for the, rule, uh, the word rule are command, standard, law, decree, guideline, or regulation. And uh, most of the usages of the word rule in the Bible are as a verb, like to rule, a king would do. Uh, but as a noun, it could be used uh, in place of command or commandments. So, uh, to continue, uh, everybody has their rules. Uh, every, everything has rules. 
Natural rules, these are things like gravity. If I drop something, it's going to fall. Water doesn't have a shape of its own. It, it conforms to the container it's in. These are natural rules. Common sense rules, don't poke a hornet's nest. Don't try to change a fan belt when the motor's running. Unwritten rules, if the roll of toilet paper is empty, change it. Uh, one unwritten rule that makes sense to me is buy a plunger before you need a plunger. Rules that apply to everybody, children, parents, husbands, wives, everyone. Children have rules like don't pet the strange dog. Uh, look both ways before crossing the street. Here's an important rule that I learned as a child. It was many years ago. Uh, my pajamas still had feet in them. That's how long ago it was. It was in the evening. It was relatively dark in the house, uh, only light coming from the TV. My parents were watching Lawrence Welk. I found another way to amuse myself. And the rule I soon learned was do not stick a metal spatula into the electrical receptacle to see the sparks. My mom quickly educated me on that rule and uh, in her own way, and she made a lasting enough impression on me to where I still follow that rule even today. And then you have some rules that uh, people think are only suggestive, like speed limits. But you break those rules and there will be consequences to those also. So after saying all of that, how about we just put them off to the side over there, maybe dump them in a box, label them rules in general. And instead, let's talk about important rules, biblical rules, if you will. Moving forward from Adam and Eve, we uh, come to the story of Moses and the stone tablets. Remember the carved in stone rules? Well, this is some. In um, Exodus, we can read those, and it's lengthy, but uh, those rules are in Exodus, the 20th chapter, the third verse, third and ninth. Then there it says, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make any graven image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me. Keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, and six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. And then we can continue through the 17th verse, but, and it says, But the seventh day of the Sabbath is, uh, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no work, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor the cattle, nor the stranger that's within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that's in them, and rested that seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbors, 
Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. It's uh, a lengthy rule, a uh, list, list of rules, but yeah, it's, they are hard and fast rules. And you can find that same list of rules in Deuteronomy, uh, 5th chapter, verse 6 through 21. But they both read pretty close to the same. So we just leave this one up there. But it don't talk about broken rules and consequences, so we're going to jump forward again in time. And we arrive at a time when... Um, Moses is leading the uh, people of Israel out in the desert, and they've been out there a while, and uh, the people are starting to complain and whine, and they're thirsty, and it's getting to the point to where uh, Moses is afraid that they are going to stone him. Well, in Exodus, the 17th chapter, uh, God told Moses to strike the rock and bring forth water. So he did, and the water came forth, and everything's fine, and they continued on their way. And uh, they go on for a ways further, and then they start getting thirsty again. And so they start to moan and groan, and again, they're complaining, we need water, we're thirsty. In Numbers, the 20th chapter, verse 8 through 12, we can read, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly there uh, together thou, and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation and their beast drink. Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And water came out, of the, out abundantly, and uh, the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, and uh, because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. That's a pretty serious consequence, if you ask me, to wander around all these years in a in the desert, hoping for entering the promised land and um, have it taken away from you just simply because you broke a rule. I don't know, Moses, maybe he was tired of complaining. Maybe he was having a bad day. But the uh, fact of the matter is, God said, you do it this way. And he did not. And so he had to suffer the consequences. He wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. Another example of someone who broke the rule is King Saul. The story of King Saul can be found in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, that is, uh, 15th chapter. Um, it's a lengthy chapter also, but um, basically we'll, we'll skip through it some. Uh, the, in the second verse and the third verse, we read, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the, in the way. When he came up from Egypt, now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. <coughs> um, this was the rule that was given to King Saul, 
And if you haven't read this chapter, it's interesting. It's a history lesson. But uh, anyway, Saul gathers him up 210,000 men. And off they go to wipe out the Amalekites. At the time, there were some folks uh, dwelling among the Amalekites called the Kenites. And they were good to Israel. So Saul sent them a warning saying, hey, we're coming in here. We're fixing to destroy this stuff. Uh, the, everybody and everything, we're fixing to destroy it, but we don't hurt you. We'd like to see you get a chance to get on out of here. And so they did. And then we get to uh, the actual goings on. They, they march off in there, and in 1 Samuel 15, 8 through 9, we read, And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. Wait a minute, there's something wrong there. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to do that. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse that day they destroyed utterly. These two verses show us that he broke the rule. And now here come the consequences. In uh, 1 Samuel, the 15th and 10th and 11th verse, then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he commanded, and he cried unto the Lord all night. Well, so Samuel goes to talk to Saul. And he goes up there, and Saul's bragging. He's saying, look, look what I did. I, I did exactly what the Lord told me to do here, you know. I, I did that. And Samuel, he's saying, well, you know, what, what's all this um, sheep and cattle and stuff that I hear going on around here? What is all that? And uh, we're going to skip on down to the 20th verse. And Saul said unto Samuel, yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and hath brought Ag Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as inequity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. So here he was, the most powerful man in the world at the time, probably, and because he broke the rules, he was no longer allowed to be king instantly. In fact, Samuel had to take his own sword and go finish the job. He uh, it tells you that he cut Agag into pieces, so it was a mess, I'm sure, but uh, anyway, he had to finish it. Well, that's been a few pages of um, Old Testament examples. 
So let's um, jump over to the New Testament for some more current rules. And we come to the story of a, a rich man who came to Jesus and asked what he needed to do to have eternal life. And his response is in Matthew, 19th chapter, 17 through 21. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Young man saith unto him, All these things I have done, I have kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. The man went away sad because he was rich. And I don't know if he uh, changed from his ways or repented from that and went ahead and did what he was told to do. But if he did not, the way I see it, he didn't have uh, eternal life. That was his consequence. So how about uh, household or family rules? Some households want everyone to kick their shoes off as they walk in the door. Worst consequence of breaking that rule, it might be dirty floors or, or carpet. But um, people of the household, they have their rules. The family, the parents, the children, husbands and wives, there are rules for all of them. Parents are supposed to teach their children. In Proverbs uh, 22, verse 6, we can read, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents are supposed to provide for their children. In 1 Timothy 5 and 8, we can read, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. 1 Corinthians uh, behold, the third time I, I am ready to come to you, and I will not be a burdensome to you, for I seek not yours but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Uh, Colossians, um, here's a whole list of rules for uh, everybody in the family, mostly. Uh, the 18th verse, uh, we, we read, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband, as in it is fit in the Lord. Husband, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Uh, we go on down now to uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and we can read, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Remember back in uh, Genesis, or, yeah, was it, uh, in, in, the, in the Old Testament there, it said that that was uh, 
honor your father and mother, and you will have a long life. Basically, that's what it said. Anyway, um, in the third verse, we read, that it may be well with thee. There it is, right there. And thou mayest live long on the earth. And he fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know, not, not too terribly long ago, we had a guest speaker named Ram Rodriguez. And during his sermon, he said, I wish we had a book of rules to live by. And at that point, he held his Bible up for everybody to see, and he held it up, and, and it, he was right, you know. All the rules that we could ever require for life are in the Bible. But then you might say, well, is any rule more important uh, than the others? Well, to answer that, I say, let's take a look at what Jesus said. In the 22nd chapter of Matthew, the 36th through the 40th verse, we read, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So now then a person might say, well, I want to be saved. I want to be a Christian. I want to go to heaven. How do I do that? We have some very specific rules for that. First, you need to hear the word. Romans ten seventeen, as we read, so, faith, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Then we are told to believe the word. Acts 16.31 uh, reads, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. We are also told that we need to repent. Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the, Holy, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then uh, we're also next told to confess. These are the steps to salvation. This is what these are all known as. And uh, In Romans, the ninth chapter, in verse 10, we read that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then we are told baptism is uh, next. Mark 16, 16, you read, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These five steps are what everybody always says, are the steps to salvation. I'm going to say there's one more. And that is to live godly. In 2 Peter 1, verse 5 through 11, we read, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness. 
and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.